You're listening to the Sage Hill Podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd. Sage Hill is a social impact organization that helps people see who they're made to be so they can do what they're made to do. You're made to have life, so you got to have a life, but you got to have control, which is false self finally becomes exhausting. Then you have to have something that relieves the anxiety, relieves the exhaustion. That's what's called some form of addiction, addiction mm-hmm. behavior. Mm-hmm. And so your true self is squeezed between a false self and addiction. And if you do not get your true self back, which is laying claim to feelings, deeds, desire, longings, and hope, you will be squeezed to death. And you know who suffers? Anyone who loves you mm-hmm. and the God who made you and the person you were created to be. So when I talk about you know people seeing who they're made to be so they can do what they're made to do, it's about having missed it. And it's about not wanting to miss it anymore. It's about what brought you up here because you, you know you read the voice of the heart and you said uh, said you want to be a part of that, like oh, something yeah, yeah. like that. Or, I remember reading it. I was in uh, Branson, Missouri. Yeah. On, uh, and you're going to say Branson, Missouri. A little, little vacation. <laughs> kind of dates everybody. It's oh, like, yeah. like <laughs> all the cool people go. Hey, Chip, you ever said anything you wish you hadn't said? <laughs> By that, I meant Vegas. Hey, I told Sonia I want to go to Branson, Missouri. She says, no. 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 See, I want to see it. Nobody cool goes to Branson. That's crazy. But there I was in New York City. Okay, no, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. You're in Chicago. So I was in Chicago. I was in Branson, Missouri, reading the book, and I remember thinking to myself, um, this is so simple, but there's something in it that goes beyond this makes sense. Uh-huh. I mean, of course it makes sense. We read a lot of stuff makes sense. Yeah. It was reaching into something, kind of what you said a while ago, it was, re- it was reaching into my ignorance and blindness about heart and tap- tapping into something. Because I-, I remember reading the book going, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember it was going, oh, yeah, this, of course, of course, of course, over and over and over again. And, and once person, with my experience at least, once you get back into the language you're intended to have, uh-huh. then things expand like dreams, like what what could be next, not next like to I can get out of this place I'm in, but is there something beyond what I'm doing to just get through the day? Uh-huh. Opens that up. Uh-huh. Open that up for me. Yeah. Which opened up to dreams. Yeah. Which opened you up to getting the truck. Yeah. And coming up here. And I did not even realize how lonely I was in doing mm-hmm. this dream. I, I Somehow I was still associating dreaming with also by yourself, which was a lot like childhood. Mm-hmm. Dreams were kept to oneself. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you're saying, uh-huh, say, oh, say. Well, I've just, you, you know, you used to call yeah. me Walter Mitty. Yeah. You know, my dreams yeah. were all internal, yeah. imagination, yeah. had a whole... Several lives going on at one time. You, yeah, it's like you could be uh, working security at the bank or mopping the floor or talking to your mama, but you're in, you know, you're deep sea diving. Way, I'm somewhere else all the time. <laughs> you just hit a home run. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when you told your father, you came home and you told your father <laughs> that a Russian came to school? This was during the Cold War period. A Russian yeah. came to school and you, you beat him up. You yeah, remember? I do remember that, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Do you remember coming home and... Tell the story about uh, uh, that you won the reading award and uh, what's that? What's that story? <laughs> I remember um, 
uh, I, I kept, you know, home for me was mixed bag like most people. Yeah. Pretty scary place a lot of the times. And so I really wanted to get on the radar. Mm -hmm. like I'm this kid, you know, With your parents. by seven years, yeah. you know, so kind of an only child still at that age. And I just remember thinking, I, I need to get, you know, I need to get up on the radar. These people yeah. be proud of me for something. Yeah. So uh, I think we must have had some kind of standardized test that day or something, yeah. or, or maybe I made it up out of the blue. It wouldn't be unusual yeah. either. And so I came home and <laughs> I told my mom, I grew up in Cobb County, Georgia. I said, mom, guess what? Uh, they got this fancy computer hooked up to all of us. I'm the fastest reader of Cobb County. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. And completely, utterly made up, Walter utterly. Mitty. Oh, and you yeah. went to your third grade? Were you third grade? Third or fourth, yeah. All right. Something like right. that. And see, the thing was, and you you tell the story, and that's a start. Obviously, she recognized you, saw you, oh, and you yeah. were like, okay, uh -huh. it, this is the way to go. Yes, sir. And uh, we, do you mind telling the story about how that cost you in the boxing championship? <laughs> do you mind telling that? Do you? Uh, do mind indeed, but I will. Do, if, you do, uh, if you mind, don't tell it. No, we just no, cut it no. out of here. But It's crazy. Now, how old are you now at this, this point? Is, this is junior high, what you used to call junior high, like eighth grade. Okay, Seventh so you're, you're in eighth grade. Yeah. And you don't live in Cobb County anymore. Well. Um, you don't live in Amory, Mississippi. No. You've, yeah. Well, I, I still live in Cobb County, but I changed schools. Okay. They're in the. Okay. So, but, I, but, but you, but just so people know, you, you're a kid that you never had a hometown. Oh, no. 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 You, you dreamed of one, Amory, Mississippi, uh -huh. and then left at seven years old and went to Cobb County. Uh -huh. I went to Marietta, Georgia. Moved all over moved there. Moved all over that area. Then you went to South Haven. No, I went to Shawnee Mission, Kansas. Kansas. Which South was not, Haven. was not good. You thought you were a Yankee then. Yeah, that was awful. They thought you were a, yeah. Uh, the first uh, we the first snowfall of the year we had about three inches on the ground. My parents didn't wake us up for school. Figured we wouldn't go. Okay, <laughs> so they, yeah. that's how wrong we yeah. were. Yeah, so Kansas and then then South Haven. South Haven and then more Oklahoma, which you did not appreciate not that much. much. Nope. And then more Oklahoma. More Oklahoma. And by then, you were had been in how many schools? Uh, I think by my twelfth grade year, I've been in nine schools. So attachment and trust. No. And uh, you know. In your mind, you survive with being the hero in your own, own world. You know, fastest read, like Dill from To Kill a Mockingbird. Yes. You know, I can read. In case y'all can't read, I can read. If y'all want me to read red, something for you, yeah, if y'all want something read, I can do it for you. <laughs> That's me. That's me. So junior high, eighth grade. You, so I don't know what possessed me to do it. Um, new place again. And uh, I just decided I'd tell people I was a champion boxer. I probably said golden gloves. I don't remember exactly. Uh -huh. but I, his champion boxer. Little did I know, Coach Walsh, who was in because you went out for football. Gym was a gym class. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I did go out for football. I played uh, football. He played, yeah. but uh, he <laughs> disappeared. Came back with two sets of boxing gloves, and uh, set me up with this guy. So I right, yeah, give it a whirl. And that dude beat me to a pulp. Yeah, <laughs> right there on a, on a wrestling mat. But did the, did, the, did the gym teacher over the coach slash gym teacher overhear you say yeah. it? Oh, uh, you didn't tell him. No, well, okay. I mean, probably. If yeah, he was so, around, I did. I yeah, know, I so did. You said, yeah, I was a golden gold boxer yeah, in Cobb County. I did not discriminate my audience. <laughs> I just say it. So, yeah, Coach Walsh disappeared, came back with two sets of gloves, and said, And he goes, go. hey, Rudy, come he, here. Here you go. Sure. Yeah. Sugar Ray Robinson put these on. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I, I put them on, and I figured, well, I'll probably whoop yeah. him anyway, and he just wore me out. Yeah. Phil, that, that story is funny, but what's funny is – 
that, you know, did you really do that? We're laughing like, no, 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 you didn't do that. And then what'd you do that for? Mm -hmm. And then where does the story go then? What'd you do that for? Right. Then it goes to heartache, no attachment, scared to death all the time. I don't matter. Life, wandering around. Where do I belong? Oh, I get it. Nowhere. So I'll yeah. make a name any way I can, survive yeah. the next day. And I remember, I remember thinking, I was so embarrassed. I remember thinking, well, probably next year I'll be somewhere new anyway. Like, okay, so I can hide out the rest yeah. of this year because I'll be gone. Yeah, I don't remember what, what point. I can get a new start. Mm-hmm. I can get a new name. New identity. I get a new identity. Sure. Oh, God. And make up new stuff. And then now you and I look at each other like, I can't believe, yeah. but it's sad, isn't it? It's sad. And I'm true. sorry. It's really sad. Yeah. I mean, that, that little example, there are hundreds of examples like that where I kind of made up my own life yeah. that, that wasn't hardly, that wasn't even noticeable. No one knows any different. Yeah. And that, that was my life. Yeah. The dual tracks all the time. Yeah. Not knowing I was between five and five. Yeah. But boy, you squeezed as much life out oh, of zero yeah. as you could. It yeah. was all it was all fantasy. Yeah, every bit of it. You know, I heard you talk one time. Actually, I've heard you talk a lot mm-hmm. of times. Do you remember when uh, uh, Tennyson and William baseball ended? They went out to left field, and uh, uh, it's like you talked about how wonderful that was. That they had a hometown. They grew mm-hmm. up in a place. You said, I wonder what that was like oh, yeah. to grow up there. And then your son, Luke, was, uh, let's see now, William's 25, 4, 5. He'd be five, 25 in December. Luke's 19. He's 20. Just turned 20, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he was about eight, he was almost nine we moved here. Yeah, so five years old. So do you remember talking about Luke grew up in, in a hometown? Yeah. Luke had a hometown. Mm-hmm. And then Luke got a bunch of friends. And then Luke has been very, you know, solid, like you would call it adequate, I would call it superior, you know. <laughs> I mean, but he's done very well in school. He's got, cuts grass at the, you know, country club, mm-hmm. runs big machinery and has a guy out there just crazy about wants him back every year. And then he goes to college and, I mean, he has these buddies and he goes on trips with these same friends he's had since he was nine and and you told me how much you hate him. Yeah. Would you say oh, some more about yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. You know, say like, I hate my son. It's like <laughs> it's like, but it's heartache again. Yeah. We laugh about it. Yeah. And I know you're kidding when you say it. Sure. And what are you talking about when you say it? There's a little scene. Uh, they had played a game in high school. You know, he played high school baseball. He they played a game, and he had a friend who had a jeep. And uh, they, uh, this Jeep came from the end of the parking lot of the high school where he went. And there were probably five or six guys, boys, in, yeah. this, in this Jeep. And they had their shirts, other uniforms still on. They were, you know, had their turf shoes on. And I, they were just, their mouths were wide open. They were just laughing their tails off, yeah. just having a time. Yeah. And um, they pulled up in that Jeep next to us. And, and all those boys spoke to me and Sheila. Hey, Miss, Miss Her, hey, yeah. laughing. Everybody knows everybody's parents. We know all these boys on the team. Yeah. And just like a wave hit me like, you know, 
quote unquote, I hate my son for this. Of course, I don't. Sure. No. But I'm thinking about what he's experiencing in these moments, and he probably doesn't even realize these kids he's known since third, fourth grade, yeah. grown up with them. Yeah. Like he's just laughing and carrying on and riding in that Jeep and jumping out and grabbing his bag. And, and all those kids are speaking to me and Sheila and other parents are around there saying hey to the, all the boys. And I remember thinking that this is exactly what I have, I had always wanted. Always dreamed. He doesn't see it. He's being himself. He's having fun. He's messing around. So Gets to take boys. it for granted. Knows his way around the town. I remember moving different places, and I'd get in my car by myself and go go find out where each road went in the town. I didn't know where I was going. Somewhere new every year. And and get ready. And and nobody was sort of like helping you find out. You were doing this by yourself. Yeah. You said something a little while ago. You said, um, you know, well, most of us. Well, of course, most of us go through that. And to, you know what? Uh, Luke has uh, some of the great aches and pains of life. Uh, but he's never going to go through never having a hometown or, and uh, frankly put, he has a home. Yeah. But he's going to have grief, heartache, heartbreak, you know. Mm-hmm. And when you say he, you followed your dreams, ended up giving him a home, mm-hmm. town, mm-hmm. and uh, he's going to have the same heartache and heartbreak, and his joy fills you with heartbreak. Mm-hmm. And I love his joy, and that he gets to have it, uh-huh. and it's heartbreaking. Uh-huh. And if you did not have your heartbreak, where do you think you would be with your joy with him? Uh, secret jealousy, and I've thought of that question a whole lot. Uh-huh. We've talked about it, actually, I think. Uh-huh. It would be secret jealousy, uh, extreme bitterness. Yeah. Uh, how dare him be so carefree and enjoy yeah. his life and his friends? Yeah. And, so you'd be like irritation towards him would uh-huh. come out and uh, yeah. defense against your own uh, pain. Yep. Self-loathing. Uh, he wouldn't be able to appreciate what he has enough. Right. Oh, uh, for sure. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So it, it, there, there it is again. You know, if we will, people like me and you, and and you know what? Look, reality is we we live on mm-hmm. the island of misfit toys. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean. Yes. It's the truth. It is true. Um, but uh, if, human beings, if, if we continue to admit the truth about ourselves and, and take the risk of stepping out between five and five and living the truth of being human, it, which is between one and ten, letting ourselves live between one and ten, you and I are going to be able to love better. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to be able to uh, live better. And for those people looking for life, we're going to be able to lead better. And it all comes from the willingness to be vulnerable because we can't tolerate living between the connecting doors of uh, two hotel rooms. Right. Do you know? Yeah. I, I couldn't take it anymore. Mm. That, that's how come this whole thing means so much to me. Um, and you and I have gotten to see lives changed. For sure. Uh, through, through recovery process, application of the spiritual root system. Uh, you know, Stephen James, who, who kind of got, got the spiritual root system training going over the past two years. I mean, when he was here, officed here, and before he started Sage Hill Counseling, I remember him walking past my door and saying, golly, this, this stuff works. Mm-hmm. And it's like the invitation to pain, mm-hmm. the invitation to telling the truth about mm-hmm. your life by feeling it and giving your life back to the process that that which was protecting you no longer has to destroy you 
that you can have the life you're made to have. And you can have the life you're made to have if you're willing to pay the price of feeling fully yeah. the experience of daily living. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the real deal. And then the spiritual root system training, you'll be teaching in that this weekend. Yeah. I will be too. Mm -hmm. And and really, Steve put it together, but <clears throat> you know, we together created spiritual root system training that people can come into. You don't have to go to treatment, you know, alcohol, drug addiction treatment, uh, depression treatment. You can go just looking for more for your life. Like a person like Luke uh, could go to spiritual root system training because he wants to live, love, and lead. Yes. To, to know his heart better, to learn the language of the heart. So I was you know, talking, that's going well. I was talking to Todd this morning, one of our uh, staff members here uh, driving in this morning. We are talking about the weekend coming up, and I said, you know, um, looking back, if, if I had been able to know when we were in Fort Worth, Texas, as a pastor, um, I can't imagine the difference it would make if a staff go through that kind of training to bring back to the body of Christ what we're actually what we're talking about today. Yeah. Permission and a language of one to ten. Yeah. Like go ahead, live live and live yeah. in the gamut. Yeah. Like, go for it. And the body of Christ, we come together and we we can do this together. Yeah. Be huge. You know, as we close, um I, that last blog I did about when, when William left for college, uh, I walked down to the steps, and those steps were actually at the edge of our, quote, baseball mm -hmm. field, unquote, which is a floodplain. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it doesn't rain, we've got a backstop back there, and you can hit on it. If it rains, forget it for, <laughs> for a long time. But, And I remember how hot it was and sitting down. And I even wrote in the blog, it's like I felt silly. I was ashamed yeah. to say out loud mm -hmm. what I wasn't ashamed of in private, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. But I, but I wanted to share it enough to say, you know, this is life, and even if your son is going away to college and it's great, and I look forward to you know Sonia and I being back together before like before children, and still it's like, you know, saying goodbye to him, even though it's been forty eight hours. It was a goodbye that was going to be the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. uh, and in some ways, you know, somebody can make fun, well, not unless they move home. And that, you know, I'm not talking about that. Right. I'm talking about saying goodbye. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I said was like living between one and 10, if I did not have my heart back, I would have just closed the door oh, yeah. on that and might have said, hey, I miss him. Do you miss him, Sonia? And then the door's closed. Or would I let myself be silly enough, quote, mm -hmm. to to find out where I was? And I just knew I was heavy that day, and I walked down to the baseball field and sat on the steps. Sonny said, I'm going to come be with you, because she knew it too, because she was the same place. Mm -hmm. And I looked at her, and, and I you know, just said hey to her, and then I, I just said, I miss him so much. And I just started crying, because like, all the whoosh of our lives and the memories and, and regrets all coming together in that spot. Mm -hmm. and just like, it's okay to tell the truth because instead of closing the door, it's one of those squares that is sewn into the quilt of our lives called memories. It's our stories. Uh, and if anybody wants to know them, we can say, hey, look, the door's not closed. If you want to know the story, here I am. 
And if you don't, then here I am anyway. I mean, I lived it whether you know it or not. This is Stephen James, the Executive Director of Sage Hill Counseling. Thanks for listening to the Sage Hill Podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd. If you're interested in learning more about the power of our core eight emotions, I encourage you to check out Chip's book, The Voice of the Heart, A Call to Full Living. 